I was in over 40, 45 countries. And I would have gone to more, but I just got a puppet. You know how much that comes to you. That's a nickel a day for 20 years. It's going to be $50,000. It doesn't work like that. No, if it's a dime a day, it could be 100000 Welcome to Sign Bros. My name is Jacob, and joining me on the line, or in person, actually, in our hotel room, a man who finds picking up after his dog very enriching and prefers Tropic of Cancer over Tropic of Capricorn, my brother and co-host, Jonah Krause. How you doing, Jonah? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, hopefully these levels look good, and they do. So. All right, perfect. It's a little bit different trying to do this in person, so... Um, yeah. The last one we actually did in person with our sisters in attendance, and now it's just the two of us on our last day, because unfortunately our flight got canceled because of snowstorm. Or fortunately, or fortunately it did, so we could uh, get another episode in and try to get some of those lost listeners back. True. Yeah, speaking of the lost listeners and the lack of recording, uh, unfortunately Skyburger is no longer going to sponsor the show no um, are you serious yeah they dropped this they wrote me a letter it actually says and i quote please record more frequently or we will cease and desist and then they sent me a second letter that said uh they did not enjoy our little cracks on how their food makes it run through your system like taco bell they consider themselves much much more of a High class, higher class of restaurant than Taco Bell. So, so evidently we offended them. Yes, I guess so. Well, they could stand in line with the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe IHOP will uh, will uh, sponsor us going forward for what it did to me today. Oh yeah, when their food comes out and their buns are nice and shiny. <laughs> for some reason <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was about nobody does <laughs> fucking dipping it in butter it's disgusting <laughs> alright so you want to start off with this week's uh, episodes we have the dog and we have the library right. and uh, we'll first start off with the dog let's jump into it so uh, the dog is up there with probably one of the mo the least liked episodes i'd say yeah. based on like casual fandom i would a lot of people tend to pick this one as one of their least favorite probably because we've picked apart these episodes so much over the years this one has risen up to be one of one of my favorites for no reason i don't know how it's <laughs> going to come across in in our in our synopsis and our uh sort of uh our analysis. podcast here our yeah. analysis yeah but uh i don't know it, it gets some lols for sure yeah um, i think it's, it's because so it's stupid. so yeah it's so stupid and like after all these years of watching all these episodes over and over it's like they kind of grow on you even the bad ones and then there's so so many random weird shit that comes out of the dog episode <laughs> for sure that jerry has to pick up <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, we open up and Jerry's on a plane um, and he's sitting next to this drunk guy, uh, Gavin Pallone. And uh, he's just annoying right off the bat. And 
they pan over to Jerry and he's, although he would probably be uncomfortable and annoyed with just about anybody sitting next to him on a plane, uh, he is clearly very annoyed with this guy because he's slurring and drooling and spitting and talking to Jerry nonstop, just about random stuff. And he starts talking about his dog. Is he on the plane now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he's in, the, he's in the baggage compartment. I don't know why they won't let him sit up here with me. He's a lot better behaved than most of the dregs you find on board here. <laughs> Jerry's just like, you know, has all these like random questions for him. Like, you know, does he pick up the poop and like, how does he feel about that? And, <laughs> and it's just a little back and forth. And then all of a sudden the guy starts, he like kind of grabs at his chest and he's feeling queasy. It, it pans out and then pans back and they're making an emergency landing. Gavin is on the floor. It seems like he might have had a heart attack or something. And uh, he just starts saying, oh, oh, my my dog, my dog. And the stewardess and uh, are asking him if he knows anybody or does he know anybody on the plane that might be able to help him. And Jerry. Huh? <laughs> How are you feeling? Would you, would you take care of Farfel? Farfel? That's his dog. We're landing in Chicago to get him to a hospital. Could you take his dog to New York? The dog? The dog? I'm sure it's only for a day or two. But, you know, what if, you know... Give me your address and phone number. I'll call you. The dog? Uh, and Jerry's clearly not digging this whatsoever. But nonetheless, it appears as though he um, takes Farfel in because the next scene is Jerry and Elaine at Jerry's apartment and Farfel is barking in the background and chewing on things and, and Jerry's just going nuts. He's screaming. He's like, shut up! Shut up, Farfel! <laughs> Farfel's just like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, like furniture's like flipped over and like the house is in like complete disarray, which is probably just making Jerry go even more insane. <laughs> Kramer is supposed to watch Farfel that night because it's been a couple of nights with Farfel and uh, Elaine, George, and uh, Jerry are going to see a movie, Prognosis Negative. Prognosis Negative. <laughs> and Elaine is just kind of like asking questions to to Jerry about the dog and like, you know, one in particular is... Hey, uh, when you walk him, do you... Do I what? <laughs> do you pick it up? <laughs> yes, I pick it up. You pick it up? Well, you have to. Oh, boy, would I love to see that. And then Jerry just started, like, again, Farfel's just, <laughs> like, in the background, and Jerry just starts screaming. He's like, one more day, and you're pound-bound. And then Kramer comes in, and um, he's, like, all kind of, like, pumped up a little bit. And he's like, I can't, I can't watch the dog tonight because he's going to go break up with his girlfriend. And Jerry and Elaine are like, oh, you know, that's that's too bad, you know. Kramer's explaining like how sick of her he is and like how she's just a horrible girlfriend and they make comments. I think Elaine says something like if her personality, if you could see her personality, it would be like um, 
like the elephant man or something and then <laughs> and then Jerry's just like, I'm surprised no one has killed her yet. <laughs> just so, like, just mean. Yeah, that's very mean. Um, so then George buzzes and uh, Jerry picks up and, and he's like, prognosis negative. And clearly, like, all three of them are, like, really, like, pumped to go see this movie. Next, we move to Kramer is breaking up with his girlfriend. He's just like yelling and flipping out, like telling her how like horrible she is, and like how could he go on with himself dating her? And he's just flipping out. And uh, we go back, get back to the apartment. They explain to George that Jerry is not going to go to the movies. That they could go without him because he has to stay and and watch stupid idiot Farfel. And um, We've seen where George and Elaine have like been off doing things without Jerry. So, um, and it seems to go okay. Like when they go to get the massages, like there's the, the chemistry's fine as friends, but for whatever reason, they kind of are uncomfortable like going to a movie or doing anything without um, Jerry. But um, they decide they're going to go and try to see Constellione instead of Prognosis Negative. But they really want Jerry to go with them. The next scene uh, opens up, and it's Elaine and George, and they're at Monk's because Ponce de Leon was sold out, I believe. And uh, they're clearly uncomfortable sitting there, and they're just, like, talking about, like, really random stuff. So how long did you live there? About three years. (laughs) It's pretty long. It's not that long, really. Yeah. Do you it. And then you, you came here? Yeah. So I've been here about uh, six years. 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91. It's just really, like, boring conversation at, at, the, at the diner, at the coffee shop. And then next we go, and Jerry's just screaming at Farfel because now he's got like he's chewing on like a shirt or something that Jerry has. Bad dog! Bad dog! You go outside! Outside! What do you want from me? Tell me. Money? You want money? I'll give you money. How much? And uh, Jerry's just continuing. He's just flipping out. He cannot stand Farfel much longer. And then we go and it's, uh, we go back to Kramer and his girlfriend. And he's breaking up with his girlfriend, just being really mean, still just like flipping out on her. And, and you don't see uh, his girlfriend at all, but it's just Kramer kind of standing there, like just going nuts. Look at you. Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Sit around here all day. You contribute nothing to society. <laughs> just taking up space. I mean, how could I be with someone like you? And then we go back to the diner, and George and Elaine are talk now talking about different types of tea, and George is naming off all the ones that he likes, like chamomile and lemon lift and, uh, like, vanilla almond or something. I don't know. I can't remember all of them. And then 
Elaine pipes in saying that Jerry likes morning thunder. But, uh, and George is like, Jerry likes morning thunder, but it has caffeine in it. He doesn't like caffeine. Jerry doesn't know morning thunder has caffeine in it. <laughs> you don't tell him? <laughs> no. And you should see him, man. He gets all hyper. He doesn't even know why. He loves it. He walks around going, God, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> and then we flash uh, back to Kramer and his girlfriend. And Kramer's just sitting there crying and begging for his girlfriend to come back to him because he feels like he made like a big mistake. <laughs> We don't see like how it flipped, but it, it has flipped. We go and Jerry is talking, I think with like the hospital that I think Gavin Pallone was supposed to be checked into. And we find out that he had checked out on Monday and it wasn't like yesterday. It was like the previous week or whatever. So this guy's been clearly like screwing Jerry over with having to watch Farfall all this time. And Elaine is also there. And she's cleaning up the apartment because Farflood was going everywhere and peeing and pooping on everything. <laughs> and and uh, she's kind of talking about the night, how the night was with George previously. And um, Jerry's just kind of like happy because he's like talking about how Farfel is pound bound. He's just done. He doesn't care. This guy's a dick. <laughs> and he stuck him with this idiot Farfel and he's taking him to the pound. But Elaine being the animal that animal lover that she is, is like kind of upset about it. During all this, Kramer comes in and says that he's getting back with Helen. And Jerry and Elaine are like, uh oh. Like it's just like, oh, that's great. You guys made such a nice couple. <laughs> but Kramer's like pissed at them because he's like, you think I didn't forget what you said? Uh, you know, if you see me, I don't know you. And if and if, if I see you, I don't know who you are either. Like he's done being friends with them. And he comes to get the pot that he had left over at, at Jerry's <laughs> house, I guess. And he leaves. And they're sitting there, and they're like, what did we say? I believe I referred to her personality as a potential science exhibit. I said, how come no one's killed her? <laughs> and, like, they realized, like, they were vicious, talking about, you know, how bad of a girlfriend she was. George buzzes up again with prognosis negative, and um, he's, like, ready to go, and... Like, that he's pumped because he thinks all three of them are going to go. At which time Elaine says that um, she's not going to go because she's going to watch Farfall one last night. And George is like, what does this mean? What is it? You know, what? I don't understand. Jerry's like, oh, we'll, we'll just go see Ponce de Leon. And he's like, let me just go to the bathroom real quick. And at which time Elaine and George are like instantly really uncomfortable again. And they don't want jerry to go to the bathroom and george is like why don't you wait until you know they're both like why don't you wait until you get to the movies and he's like why what's the difference i'll just go right here and elaine's like you know it's better if you get there and get your seat situated and then go to the bathroom and george is like isn't it more fun to use the urinal <laughs> yeah and, and jerry's like oh yeah george it's real fun and uh 
they're like, how how long how much how long are you gonna take to go? And Jerry's like, uh, normal human time. Normal human time. <laughs> and and they just kind of let him go to the bathroom or whatever. And um, they're standing there kind of waiting for Jerry to finish up in the bathroom. And um, they're both like, you know, they're like, what is taking so long? Like, why does he take so long in there? And Elaine is like, because he gargles. He gargles like six times a day. <laughs> and George is like, Jerry gargles? And Elaine shows, he's like, but I don't ever hear him. And Elaine is kind of showing him how he does it. And then uh, George is like, have you ever seen him throw up? And <laughs> Elaine's like, we've already talked about that. So, like, they're, like, uncomfortable. They just don't have a lot to talk yeah. about. And they're already in reruns. <laughs> and um, and then next we have Jerry and George. They're in the line at the movies. And they're just talking about, like, how stupid it is about, like, saving movies and what's the big deal. It's not like she's in the movie and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And they're just, like, moving along in the line talking. And Elaine is now dealing with Farfel and she, Farfel's going nuts. He's like, <laughs> chewing on Elaine's jean jacket. And she's, like, flipping out. Get that jacket in my face! This is not Seinfeld you're doing. When I get through with you, you'll be begging to go to that couch. <laughs> Next, we go back to George and Jerry, and they realize that Ponce de Leon has sold out. And they're like, what should we do? And he's like, well, you know, prognosis negatives plan, and let's just go see it. You know, what's the big deal? You know, whatever. And uh, they get up, and Jerry's like, two for prognosis negative. And they're <laughs> like, we're fine. You know, and then they get the tickets, start walking in, and they're like, we're dead. We're dead. <laughs> and, um, and next we we have uh we're back to Jerry's apartment. Gavin Pallone is picking up the dog and again he's like fucking nine sheets to the wind, like all disheveled and he's got all these excuses about what happened. He he's sent to like the Bell's palsy like center, like in Rockville or something, or Rock I don't know, wherever, and uh Jerry's just like, Yeah, yeah, whatever. And um Gavin's like, prediction, you, by the end of the month, you're going to want to see Farfel again. And Jerry's like, no, prediction, I will never see you or that dog again. And, like, the guy just, like, disappears, but not before um, Farfel's, like, chewing on Kramer's leg or something in the hallway. And Kramer's, like, mad because he's like, make sure that that stupid mutt is, like, doesn't bother me or whatever. Mutt! I'll wager his parents are more pure than yours. And uh, Kramer's girlfriend yells that, like, what are you doing? Come over. And, like, she's just a shitty girlfriend. And, like, Kramer's, like, all, like, like a little injured puppy, like, sulks back to his apartment. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there trying to figure out what to do that night. And Elaine wants to go see Prognosis Negative. But Jerry's saying that he heard that it wasn't a good movie and, um, you know, like George had told them that it wasn't good and then 
but Kramer heard that it was good, and then they leave, and I think they're going to the movies and maybe seeing Prognosis Negative, and that's how the uh, episode ends. Yep, the episode is called The Dog, and it revolves around uh, the dog uh, owner, Gavin Pallone, has a what appears to be a heart attack on the plane, and he's sitting next to Jerry, and he doesn't have any friends, I guess, so Jerry ends up taking care of this barful dog who constantly barks like... <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Jerry Jerry takes care of him. Elaine feels bad and takes care of him a little bit. And then eventually Elaine and Je- uh, George go out to try to hang out and realize they have nothing to talk about other than Jerry. And then Gavin Pallone picks up the dog at the end. Meanwhile, Kramer is breaking up with a girlfriend who nobody appears to like. He gets back with the girlfriend and shuns Jerry. And then they break up again at the end. Kramer takes his pot back. And then returns it back to Jerry's house at the end. Well, anyways, so the episode's called The Dog. And uh, is it me or is Farfel a better actor than Jerry? Oh, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! Shut up! You're pound bound! (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, the... um, Farfel's on point. Yeah, I like Farfel. I don't know that dog bark. What, What kind of dog do you think that is? I think it's Larry David doing it. I know, but it's, <laughs> it, there's definitely some. It's a human. I read somewhere that it's a human barking, like making up. It's a not an actual, it's an actual dog. dog. Yeah, it kind of um, sounds kind of fake. Like, it sounds it's, just like a mutt kind of dog. But but I mean, as far as like, it seems like a big dog. It's a big it's dog. like yanking everybody's. Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know. And it goes everywhere. Yeah. Like and it, but it's like bad, so bad that it like, it's horrible. Yeah, it's like a well, clearly poorly trained dog. That's like a big, bigger dog, so he's like able to go everywhere. All right, so this plane that they fly on, could we take this plane? Because I want that leg room tomorrow. No, when no we fly home. Doubt. Oh my god! Jesus. The guy Gavin Pallone is passed out eight feet in front of Jerry, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't even. My knees are like up to my chin when I'm sitting on a plane. Oh. Meanwhile, like Jerry's like chilling in this most comfortable seat ever. No doubt. They're doing freaking. CPR on Gavin Pallone, like three feet in front of his chair. There's three people, like, with six feet social distancing between them in in the aisle. Like, so much room, and we're packed in like sardines during a pandemic. Freaking, it looks like it looks like first class. So Jerry might be making it now. He's doing his thing, I guess. Yeah, you know, he was on the Tonight Show in one of the last episodes that we watched. Uh, in the pen, and now he's you know flying first class. It appears, which is actually that first class looks even better than first class. So Elaine in one scene, I don't know if you caught this. There's she's making like hot chocolate or like a sort of yeah no, uh, like... chocolate. But what is, what is she doing? Frothing it? What is she making? Like a freaking I don't know. Looks yeah. like she's working at Starbucks. Yeah, down on that freaking. I noticed that she's scooping the syrup with a spoon into the cup. It's like a whole way of making chocolate hot chocolate or whatever that i've never seen yeah but then she, she frothed it at the yeah end. she frothed it at the end so i'm like wow that looks tasty yeah but i i mean does the chocolate go in first or second when you make it well, I don't the chocolate know. goes in first yeah me too because you, you have to be able to tell like how much get, yeah it needs to fill like half the bottom yes at least half the bottom <laughs> if you want it to be good yeah <laughs> <laughs> So Elaine and Elaine and George, they interact. They have this whole, you know, back and forth about, you know, they're super boring. 
and like then they're at the coffee shop monks the diner the coffee shop they uh <laughs> they're they're talking about nothing you know what kind of tea so you lived in you lived here now for six years so that's 86 87 <laughs> 88 like the most boring shit ever and then they get to jerry like that is such a great observation because I feel like that happens in my life. Like I have, um, like, you know, my friends, like Chris and me are like, we're, we're friends that I have like my friends, like, like cams stinky. Mm -hmm. We call them, I call him my friend-in-law because I don't think I've ever hung out with just him. But like when me, Chris and him hang out, it's cool. But when me and him have just never hung out and I can only imagine that like, if I do hang out with them, that all we're going to do is make fun of Chris. Probably. And vice yeah. versa. <laughs> Although that is kind of like my all my friends. That's all we do anyway. So make fun of the other person that's not there. So I guess it kind of works. But you have the dynamic with your friends, though, that you need like the the Jerry yeah. of the group. In that the group. Jerry of the group. And a certain yeah. there's certain people that the Jerry could switch depending on the group of people. But like for me and Chris, it's uh, Stinky would be my, if I'm George in this concept, uh, Stinky would be my Elaine and Chris would be my Jerry. So mm. it, it, I just love the concept. It really mm. works out well. No, it's, it's definitely funny. For sure. Yeah. They have the um, Jerry's apartment is good. Like the con the way it's set up in this episode with the uh, trying to get Barful not to pee on everything. <laughs> like, did you notice that the, um, like he's got the things like stacked and like carp like he's got the carpet, he's got the stacked chairs. And it's like he's putting the chairs on top of the couch to get Farfel. Like, I, why are the chairs getting moved? Is Farfel knocking those over? And then the stools that he has, like, I don't even know where those are coming from. Like, I've never seen stools in his apartment. And then the stools look like they have, like, paint on them. Hmm. It's like a weird, like, I don't know. They're just Is like, that the first time that the shit. stools have been in the apartment? Yeah, maybe the stools are from, like, another room. Like that right. back room that we never see, really. I mean, but I they... could. See, he's putting the stuff on the couch so Farfel won't go on the couch, probably. Oh, okay. To you keep him mean? off the couch. Yeah. Okay, so he's like protecting the couch. Yeah, but how does he have him hemmed up in the in Jerry's bedroom? Like he doesn't come out of there. Yeah, he must have him like chained, chained to up. the freaking bed. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably sleeping on the couch. He's going all over Jerry's sneaker oh, collection. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's got sneaker collection. He's chewing away at it. Yeah. All those uh expensive. All those same sneakers he wears yeah. in every episode. He's chewing them away. Yeah. Uh, Lane and Lane and George eat. Uh, they're drinking tea. Are you a tea guy? Are you Are you down for some lemon lift? I'm not a tea. I like tea. I like iced tea. Um, I will drink tea once in a blue moon, uh, and sometimes when I'm not feeling well. But that's it. I know some like like Steph loves a a cup of tea. Not she me. do like the chamomile before bed no she does a whole a whole she has all the i don't know she's like part of this she gets all this different she tea different she likes she's teas. yeah she's like a tea connoisseur <laughs> oh and, yeah i'm not <laughs> sipping it i mean it's pretty good yeah but i'm I not actually, a, i if i'm gonna have a warm drink i'm gonna definitely have the coffee yeah the last couple of years i started getting a little more in the tea at work the girl that i work with drinks it so she'll give me like when it's, especially in the winter, it's nice to have like a yeah. a glass of warm tea. If you don't, if you're up. not a coffee, because I would yeah. prefer a cup of coffee. That's, yeah, that's the difference. And I don't drink coffee, so uh, yeah, it kind of works for me. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. I bad. don't drink it all the time, but yeah. there's certain teas that I enjoy. 
I like yeah. black tea. <laughs> Jerry, also they mentioned Jerry doesn't drink caffeine, which we just like, I don't you know. Shot holes I don't know how one. this happened, but like us like analyzing the drinks, it's just, there's, I shot so many holes in this story. Of the, I know, he was the drinking the Diet Coke. Diet Coke in the last episode. It wasn't even a caffeine-free Diet Coke. Yet. Right. So he's killing that. Yeah. And then now they're now he's not a tea guy, so or not a caffeine guy. Apparently, he doesn't know there's caffeine and diet cokes and regular sodas. That's why I was so confident <laughs> in saying it, but I don't know. So many inconsistencies. <laughs> the breakup scene for Kramer. Like, can we just analyze? Can we get what rid the of it? Fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, like, can we just get rid of? It? Yeah, can yeah, just it be away. I hate it. I guess they needed Kramer to be doing something, so he wasn't able to watch. Yeah. Um, Powerful, but I wish she was doing something. I wish she was like hanging out with Bob Sacco. Like, maybe they don't even show the girl. Why couldn't but could they? Yeah, couldn't they film that better? Did they not have enough money in the budget to pay an actress to sit there and get broken up with? Like <laughs> but the that's way they're saying. filming it, it looks so fucking why stupid. Not, why not him and Bob Sacco hanging out? They're yeah. not showing the person. Yeah, true. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he should have just quickly like said, "Oh yeah, he's at Bob's house." Like. They could have done it in a way where he could have been like talking to Bob about breaking up with the girl. And then the next scene could have been, you know, they could have cut back and forth between George and Elaine. And then they could have cut back to Kramer talking to Bob about how he's going to get back with the girl. Right. And then right. we could have like a Bob Sacramento story. Right. That because Bob talked to Bob, yeah. gave him like good advice yeah. or something. Like it would have been so much better. Yeah, they could have definitely. Because we never waiting. meet the girl. The girlfriend no. has no significance ever. We hear her voice though. She sounds a lot like, uh, what's her name? Hetty or the one that has With the, the shoes. Yeah, the yeah, shoes. She yeah. sounds just like that. I wonder come if it's like the, Yeah, come yeah. back to bed. Kramer, come back to No, it's not. That's Tina. Yeah. It was a bad imitation <laughs> of Tina. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, she's like yelling at him um, for that. But the freaking, I hate the, just the way they film it. It's like, it almost looks like some sort of Shakespeare or something. It's so weird. Yeah, he's all tall. Yeah, like, he's all tall. Like, please, please, take me down. <laughs> like, Kramer, calm down. Ugh. I almost want him to get back with Tina. <laughs> Our relationship was dysfunctional. Why did they... <laughs> so they so Ponce de Leon or Ponce de Leon? What do you call it? Oh, Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon. Okay, Ponce de Leon. But they I, say they say they Ponce say like de Leon. Yeah. They say it like four different ways, which is so funny. Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon. <laughs> My question is: So if Ponce de Leon is sold out and they don't want to see um, prognosis negative, why don't they just go see Prancer? <laughs> oh, is that is that another available you see the poster for Prancer? <laughs> what the fuck is Prancer? <laughs> It's about a, it's like a, it's a about the like reindeer. A, yeah, it looks like a kid and a reindeer. <laughs> I'm like looking in the background trying to read the posters, and a couple times the prancer is like right there. So I'm like, it's I just imagine a story of a kid who reaches into the woods and meets a wonderful reindeer. <laughs> prancer. Uh so all right, so let's get to the uh, the categories. If you don't have anything else, no, no, because I just, I w yeah, I want to get into a couple of yeah, things. We'll get we into them go. after. Oh yeah, um, up down even steep, up down even steep. So up, 
down even Steven. I have Kramer is even Steven. He yeah, he's even Steven. Uh, Elaine is even Steven. George is even Steven. And Jerry is by the end up, maybe? Because he got rid of the guy and told him to go fuck off. Yeah, I like that he did tell him to go fuck off. Basically, and, I mean, and the Jerry doesn't smell like the no. P.O. Well, in the well Elaine at the end is fucking on her hands it. and knees yeah. scrubbing it. Yeah, so if I mean if, if she got that smell out of there, which I could imagine she did, then Jerry would definitely be uh, up because uh, of what he that, told Gavin. But do that. you think it scarred him for life that he had to pick it up? Oh yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is like scar. He's that's there. Jerry's definitely waking up in a cold sweat because he's thinking about how he had to pick it up. But to, but but I, speaking of that, I love in his stand up in this one when he's like. If are watching this through telescopes, they're going to think the dogs are the leaders. If you see two life forms, one of them's making a poop, the other one's carrying it for him. Who would you assume is in charge? All right. Uh, what so do you think? You agree with those? I mean, yeah, I'm completely. It's a, it's a weird board. episode. It's a weird episode because no have, one is ever up. They're kind of like, all. They kind of go down and then up. It's like a roller coaster. But I yeah. think by the end, like they end up just like you said, the like, same as that. Yeah, it's from the beginning, really. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any uh, deep cuts, observations, or nitpicks you want to point out? Always with the fashion report. So I think this is the first episode that Elaine is rocking like the little house on the prairie, like. <laughs> full red full garment yeah. kind of thing which i don't think anybody could pull that off but her she kind of is just cute in that yeah i like that it's weird because it's very such a weird outfit but right? i love it i love it on her I don't, awesome. yeah it's, it's just but like i think that's the first time she does it and uh yeah she pulls it off yeah i think um george's uh, got the the awesome green cardigan again which i love i love that <laughs> he's thing. running it back yeah uh one nitpick is we kind of already uh, brushed on this is that Elaine and, and George do hang out in like the masseuse yeah. episode and they seem to be okay. I mean, they don't really, you could kind of say they're not getting along, you know, because yeah. you don't really see them interacting too much other than George going there to, to get the yeah. massage. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're not like, like hanging they're out. They're not like yeah, hanging yeah, out. Yeah, so I true. guess they could kind of, it's pull a nitpick, but they could kind of pull it off with the line of them. like Because they're really never, good. before that, they're never really just them for anything, I don't think. Bef only the um, the massage. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have uh, the Kramer breakup scene, which I just, yeah, we both just like, hate. It's yeah. a nitpick, and it's just a terrible way. I just think they could utilize Kramer better. Like, yeah. Like we said, I think a Bob Sacramento, if they want to just film like Kramer going off like that, um, that would be good. Yeah. But... Another observation I want to point out is when Kramer leaves after, <laughs> after he's mad at Elaine and, and Jerry and he like kind of slams the door, the door pops open and Jerry goes over. And I think he, he probably, I don't know if this was part of the scene, but he goes over and he kind of leans against the door to make sure it stays closed so it doesn't ruin the scene. It was just something I picked up on just from so many watches. It's kind of a weird, like, uh, the, the door was on its way back open and Jerry kind of leaned closed against it, it so he didn't, so he made sure it stayed closed and didn't block, like, the camera or whatever. Mm. 
So let's jump on to best side characters, worst side characters, and this is where we could really get into it. Well, I can't, I can't fucking stand Gavin Pallone. He sucks that makes in two every us. single way, shape, or yeah. form. He's like, honestly, he is. Is he run, is he hosting that fucking party? He's at the party, but they, they, he leaves he gets kicked because, out. Yeah, he gets kicked out because he's fucking passed out because yeah. he drank too much. He's he obnoxious. is like hammered and obnoxious. Is and he, I think, is I think, he up there with Leslie oh, and yeah. um, my boy? With Manny the turkey, right? No, my Turk, this trippy role. Oh, Joel Hornick. Joel Hornick. He's that. Is he up there with those guys? I think he's honestly. I think worse. No, Leslie's the worst because she's just the. I mean, this guy. He's the same. He's yeah. Per, he's, he's a dick. User. A fucking. Oh. His breath stinks too. Because if oh, you notice, no doubt on the plane, he's talking to Jerry, and Jerry's bad acting, but he's trying to portray that he's like yeah. smells his bad breath. Yeah. Um. The only, I, you know, I guess the old yeah, he really is just ugh. He sucks. I mean, Leslie, him, Joel. I guess I'd still mark Leslie top top notch. But I would go Leslie. Would you? All right, if you Leslie, had to hang out, let's do this real quick. Oh boy! If you had to hang out with one of those three people, Joel, right? you would hang out with Joel. Yeah, he's got a ping pong table. So you're just okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we could, we'll go get fucking real turkey sandwiches yeah, at the diner. True. I'll listen to him act like an asshole, and I'll fucking bounce. The other two, I'd fucking kill him. Yeah, I think the I only, wouldn't be able to make it. For I would just minutes. have to get blasted with um with Gavin with Pelosi. you, I would, just, I would just get wrecked and just pass but even out even when you're could. drunk though, I don't think I. Oh my god. <laughs> the thing about it is. I have my left, my right, my my left face. Like, oh my god, I hate him so much. Do you so you like Farfel though, right? Oh, I love Farfel. <laughs> I love him. I, would, just... I I wonder how him and Paquita would get along. <laughs> I'm pretty sure not well. True. They both go on everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so is there any other side characters on this one? I mean, uh, Kramer's girlfriend is. She's not she even in the episode. She sucks, yeah. though. She's not even on the screen, but she still sucks. Yeah, I hate her voice. Her, her voice is super annoying. I'm trying to think when they go to the no movies, one of any significance. Really no, no. All right, so we do have. Do we have uh, best line or scene from the episode? I mean, I, <laughs> as horrible as Jerry's acting is, I love when he's screaming at Farfield. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> You're gonna go to the pound. Like, this is yeah. That's one thing about this episode is like people that watch this episode and aren't like just invested to the point we are, where they're watching these episodes a thousand times. Like it's probably the most annoying yelling, and the whole thing is so annoying. Oh my god! But after you watch it like the fifty eighth time, it flips over to like it's you just funny. love him yelling. Yeah, I I I have a couple favorite lines. The George, when he goes prognosis, oh, negative. Yeah, yeah. I just we love the way that. he says it. We do it all the time. Yeah. You know, we rang each other's doorbells or called the other person and done that. Yeah. And then the the line you mentioned it when you were uh, analyze or uh, synopsizing the the show. You said, you know, the how long you're gonna be in there when they're talking about Jerry going to the bathroom. He's like normal human time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And then I also like um, the how he gets Gavin at the end. And he's like prediction: I will never see you or your dog again. Yeah. I just it's just like the perfect ending to like get get the fuck off the show, never come back, yeah, please, yeah. for the sake of Seinfeld, the whole fandom. Like, please just get off here. Um, I like the uh, the Jerry likes more than thunder. 
but it's it has caffeine in it like that that part like in elaine's like he doesn't know there's caffeine and he's just walking around going i feel so good i feel so good because like, i could just picture jerry like jerry's always just so like mellow yeah like can you picture him like just like oh, I'm just I... all hopped up <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, which character won the episode? Uh, Jerry. Yeah, I think Jerry too. The end. He Gavin pointed. actually was winning because he got rid of that. Got rid of idiot. And he went on a while. bend. He was bending he was shit a, at the bar all the whole episode. <laughs> but yeah, Jerry, because just the closing oh. line, and he he has such a horrible episode, but his. Yeah. Is uh, the way he ends it with just getting that fucker back. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I think he wins the episode as well. All right. So do you want to move on to the second episode of today? And that's the library. A lot of people, it's un- unlike the last episode, a lot of people kind of like this one because of the one side character, which there's a couple side characters that I actually like in this one. But yeah. Mr. Bookman in particular is pretty fucking awesome. So um, we'll jump into it. The episode opens up, Jerry's on the phone with the New York Public Library, and they're telling him that he took a book out in 1971 that was never returned. He needs to come down to the library and work out some kind of an arrangement. Kramer's in in the apartment already, and he's explaining to Kramer after he gets off the phone that he remembers bringing back that book. He remembers that day specifically because that day Sherry Becker was wearing an orange dress and previous to that year she had been developing this body underneath like loose clothing but that that day she was wearing this beautiful orange dress and it showed off her body and she had given him um, blackjack some kind of licorice gum so that that day sticks out in his memory very vividly and he remembers bringing bringing the book back it's burned in my memory Ooh, memory burn. <laughs> He's going to head down to the library, and Kramer uh, had mentioned during the conversation that he never took out a, never got a library card. It's all a bunch of cheapskates in there anyway. People sitting around reading the newspaper attached to those huge wooden sticks. <laughs> trying to save a quart. Ooh. Look, I, I got to go to the library. You want to go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as Jerry and Kramer are walking into the library, I think they're going to meet George down there. Mm-hmm. Um, George is going to meet them down there. Kramer's kind of just talking about how everyone's trying to save a quarter with the newspaper on a stick. And that guy, Dewey, uh, with the whole Dewey decimal system, he cleaned up. It was a big scam. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they they're at the uh, the main desk, and the librarian is like stamping uh, books that have been returned, um, and she doesn't see them. And Kramer starts talking about the librarian. And this is a lonely woman looking for companionship. <laughs> a spinster, maybe a virgin. <laughs> maybe she got hurt a long time ago. She's a schoolgirl. There was a boy. It didn't work out. So now she needs a little tenderness. She needs a little understanding. Needs a little Kramer, huh? <laughs> and uh, after that, she'll need a shot of penicillin. And after that, she, after a little Kramer, she'll need a shot of penicillin. They uh, 
introduce themselves to Mary and the librarian, and um, I guess Jerry needs to talk with Mr. Bookman, who is the library investigator. And Kramer's kind of blown away by this because he's like, wait a minute, there's a library investigator and his name is Bookman? It's like having an ice cream man named Cone. <laughs> <laughs> Marion goes to find Mr. Bookman and then George walks in and he's like pulling on Jerry's jacket. And he's like, I, I think I saw him. And Jerry's like, who? What are you talking about? It's like Mr. Heyman, our uh, gym teacher. And Kramer's like, what are you, what's going on? And Jerry's like, oh, it's this incident that occurred. And uh, next thing you know, he was fired the next day, and it was all George's fault. Mary, then Marion comes back and indicates that uh, Mr. Bookman is out on a case, <laughs> and he'll be back later, and he'll, he'll she'll let that she'll let him know that that he, uh, Jerry was by to see him. Uh, Kramer decides to stick around, and uh, George and Jerry take off and. Kramer's up at the desk and is like, what's a guy got to do to get a library card? Uh, he's like, obviously got the Kavorka going on or whatever. He's going to kick it to Marion, the librarian. The next scene is Elaine, and she's looking for a coworker or something in the office. And she finds out that that co-worker went, went to get lunch for everybody. And Elaine starts freaking out because she's like, I, I wanted to get lunch. And I'm usually included in getting lunch. And she asks the secretary, like, if she knows anything that's going on and what's going She feels funny, what's going on. Is there something you're not telling me because I am getting, like, a really weird vibe? <laughs> it's Lipman getting rid of me. It's okay. You can tell me. I won't say anything. I don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know anything. You see, I don't know anything means that there's something to know. If you really didn't know anything, you would have said you're crazy. <laughs> and then next we have... Elaine, George, and Jerry, and they're at Monk's, and Elaine's kind of, like, talking about, um, you know, the whole office situation. Like, if you're not included with lunch, like, something's up, and Jerry's like, I'd never worked a job, and, like, I, <laughs> you know, Elaine's like, yeah, you don't know what it's like, and she's like, Jerry, uh, George, you know what it's like, and he's like, I don't know anything about lunch. He wants to, like, talk more about this whole thing with um, Mr. Heyman. Um, he's like freaked out because I guess this guy like freaked him out in high school so bad and like George is like having like bad flashback memories and uh, so they're telling so George ends up like telling we finally get the story about what happened he purposely mispronounced my name instead of saying Costanza he'd say can't stand ya can't stand ya maybe smell my own gym socks once I remember he made you wear a jock on your head for a whole class. And the straps were hanging right. down by okay, his... Okay, okay. <laughs> like one day, his, his boxer shorts were sticking out of his gym shorts. Head stand you! Yes, Mr. Hammond? Your underwear was sticking out of your shorts during gym class. Oh, well, I, I guess that's because I wear boxer shorts. Boxer shorts, huh? <laughs> what brand? I'm not really sure. I... Yeah, well, let's take a look! <laughs> gave me a wedgie. He got fired the next day. But he's like, George wants to know if that is in fact Mr. Heyman that is like homeless on the on the steps of the public library. And he's like, I want to I want to know if it truly was me that ruined his life. So then we open up the next scene and it's and Bookman is waiting for uh, Jerry at his apartment. Next we have uh, 
one of the best probably five to ten minutes probably five minutes of um really it's just mr bookman just fucking i don't know he's i don't know if he's freestyling this or what it's, it's so just good. it's so good and it works amazing because of how jerry is too like we jerry's a horrible actor so like but like he does these scenes with george at times too and yeah. like the good actors like they just do their thing and jerry plays it just kind of like right. straight and rather than me ruin this whole scene i'll just let you probably play the clip well i'm glad you're here so we can get this all straightened out would you like a cup of tea you got any coffee coffee yeah coffee no i don't drink coffee yeah you don't drink coffee how about instant coffee no, I don't have... You don't have any instant coffee? Well, I don't normally... Who doesn't have instant coffee? I don't. You buy a jar of Folgers crystals, you put it in a cupboard, you forget about it. And later on, when you need it, it's there. It lasts forever. It's freeze-dried. Freeze-dried crystals. Really? I'll have to remember that. You took this book out in 1971. Yes, and I returned it in 1971. Yeah, 71. That was my first year on the job. Bad year for libraries. Bad year for America. Hippies burning library cards. Abby Huffman telling everybody to steal books. I don't judge a man by the length of his hair or the kind of music he listens to. Rock was never my bag. But you put on a pair of shoes when you walk into the New York Public Library, fella. Look, Mr. Bookman. <laughs> I, I returned that book. I remember it very specifically. You're a comedian. You make people laugh. I try. You think this is all a big joke, don't you? And as uh, Mr. Bookman is finishing up his lecture and rant to Jerry... We see in the background that Kramer's sneaking Mary and the librarian into his apartment because the Kavorka worked on Marion. And Marion's like, I shouldn't have come up here. And he's like, you didn't have to. <laughs> and then it just goes to Jerry and he's screaming down the hallway at Mr. Bookman, I returned that book. I remember 1971. Sherry Becker had an orange dress on. <laughs> then he goes in, goes into his apartment and pulls out his yearbook to uh, look up Sherry Becker's information because he wants her to corroborate his whole account. So then we have Sherry and uh, Jerry at Monk's, and they're talking about old memory. Remember Jerry? <laughs> then teen? <laughs> and they're just like talking. Licorice gum? Uh, Ugh. <laughs> I had a purple dress on that day. Like, yeah. she's she's telling the, the account, and it's completely different from what Jerry remembers. But this meeting and discussion does jog Jerry's memory, and he remembers that he had Tropic of Capricorn, and was and uh, he had given George the Tropic of Cancer because George was like begging him to borrow it or whatever so he's like oh i gotta go see george it was george it was george and uh george, jerry leaves and um kramer and marion are walking through the uh the closed library and it's, there's no one there it's quiet and she's reciting some poems from her book and kramer's like oh the library's pretty cool when it's closed and she's like yeah and they start like yelling hello hello and it's like echoey and then mr bookman steps out and goes hello mr bookman i remember when the librarian was a much older woman <laughs> kindly discreet unattractive we didn't know anything about her private life we didn't want to know anything about her private life she didn't have a private life 
while you're thinking about that, think about this. The library closes at 5 o'clock, no exceptions. This is your final warning. Got that? QB down? And then next, you have uh, Elaine and Kramer there with Jerry at the at his apartment. And Kramer's reading some of Marion's poems at the at the table, and he starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> he starts crying, and uh, Elaine is like still freaking out because she thinks that she's gonna get fired. And Jerry suggests that maybe he should she should show him uh, Marion's book of poems. You know, maybe that'll change like his whole attitude towards her. George walks in and something's kind of going on, and and he's like, "Well, it's definitely him." Him who? Him who? Heyman, him. Heyman, the gym teacher. You found him? Oh, I found him. <laughs> he was sitting on the steps of the library. I sat down next to him. Uh-huh. He smelled like the locker room after that game against Erasmus. That was double overtime. And at first he didn't recognize me until I said, "It's it's George. George can't stand you." And he and Heyman turns to him with those baked bean teeth, and George is trying to like get away with him, get away from him, but he can't. And he is on the steps of the library, a grown man in New York, and he's getting himself a wedgie. <laughs> and uh elaine's like well at least it was just a wedgie he's like no it was an atomic wedgie and he's got the waistband of his <laughs> underwear just like in his pocket <laughs> so he gets an atomic wedgie from mr Heyman. uh so jerry's like after that he's like george it was you you had tropic of cancer and you never returned it and george is like what he's like yeah i came in and they go through like the memory scene of him giving him the book and um, George going through that whole original wedgie thing and the the Tropic of Cancer during it slides under the bench and under the locker and probably everyone forgets about it. And then George squeals on Mr. Heyman. Mr. Heyman has to clean out all his stuff, but they're all kind of like wondering what happened with with Mr. Heyman and what happened with the Tropic of, of Cancer again jerry is paying for one of his friend's mistakes at the (laughs) library the episode kind of fades out and it's mr Heyman um saying can't stand you can't stand you and in this pile of filth he has the copy of tropic of cancer yeah and that's how it ends yeah what a beautiful episode this is and i think like uh like you mentioned bookman is just such a great side character the episode is the library and it centers around the new york public library jerry owes uh a overdues on a book tropic of cancer which he thought he returned in 1971 because it was because he was dating sherry becker in her orange dress but it turns out it was tropic of capricorn that they were remembering and that george lost it when he got a wedgie from their gym teacher Heyman. Uh, John Heyman, the lawyer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the uh, jo- uh, Heyman, the uh, the gym teacher. Who jo- uh, George gets fired. Kramer busts out his kavorka and dates the librarian, and <laughs> enjoys her poem so much it makes him cry. And uh, Elaine's uh, arc in this episode is she thinks she's getting fired from her job because she did uh, her boss. Lipman did not like the Columbus 
uh, dot whatever biography that she handed in, and then she tried to give him Marion's, the librarian's um, poems, which he also didn't enjoy. So let's just start off by asking, let me ask you, did you like Marion's poem? Oh. Pressed chest. <laughs> Caress. Wait, wait, pressed chest, fleshed out west, might be the savior or a garden pest? <laughs> uh, no, I don't like that. Why are you crying then? It's just beautiful. <laughs> I don't like it. I love it. No, no it's, it's, I don't know. I kind of like the way it, it flows, but like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. No, that's, that's the thing. If there's, I, I mean, unless I'm missing something, it doesn't seem to have any meaning, you know, Yeah. in any way, shape, or form, but who knows? Uh, <laughs> have you ever read Henry Miller? Any of these Tropic of Cancer, Tropic of Capricorn? You know, I never have. Like I, I think, probably should. Yeah, I, I think his is, is it like is his book similar to like Catcher in the Rye, where it was like one of those things where like in the what sixties for the time period, it's very um, ahead uh, of its time. Kind yeah, of thing. well, it's uh, you know like. They didn't have talk about like sex and stuff in these like books. It's like, almost like pornography for high school yeah, kids. Yeah, I, th I think so. I, I've never read it, but I think it was just like for the time, it was very taboo or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know who really enjoys Henry Miller? My father. Your father. Our yeah. father. Yeah. Who, we did drove... we get through Far the Dog and we didn't talk about your father? Yeah, we made Is it all the, the way first through that time? episode. Well, we. We've never made it through a whole episode a whole, of Sign Bros. A whole podcast. Dead, oh, here we but go. we didn't we didn't mention him in the first one. But uh, there's a Henry Miller attachment to our father. Uh, we our sister Janine lived in California, and uh, we went to visit her first child. The child was like a month and a half old. Me and my father flew all the way out to the West Coast Ella. from Connecticut to meet Ella. And uh, instead of hanging out with Ella and Janine, my dad decided to make my sister's husband drive us all the way up from uh, San Luis Obispo, which is about uh, a couple miles, no uh, a couple hours north of Los Angeles, all the way up to the top of California, just to see Henry Miller's house. Because in our entire life, he never talked about it. But for some reason, when we were in California, he became obsessed with Henry Miller's house. So we drove all the way up there to see that house. So there's there you there you go. Have you or Andrew father. seen any of the pictures that he took along the way? He also took many pictures on every freaking bend, turn, and our our, our brother-in-law Andrew is a cool guy, and I've never seen him like really lose his cool. But I really thought he, Dad was he's gonna, able to deal with that better than us. Yeah, and I really thought he was going to push Dad off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> But but straight up, did you or Andrew I've never see, seen any of those not, pictures? None of those pictures. The only picture that ever made it out of that was me taking a picture of Dad. Of Dad taking, taking a, a picture. picture. Yeah. <laughs> On his knee. <laughs> as much as I would have loved to to take that drive and go all the way up the coast of California like that, I'm kind of glad I wasn't there. Yeah, it was it was it was intense. Uh, we I didn't just have, imagine in our snacks for like the most random oh, snacks it like too. Dad, weird trail mix. corn nuts and trail mix oh. with like like cranberries in it. Like I'm like, 
If we coconut get stuck up here, we're gonna yeah, coconut puke again. <laughs> like, we can't, can't just have a bag of chips or like some no, fucking no. pretzels. We gotta have those things. No. Um, would you ever eat blackjack gum? Hell no. Yeah, I was gonna say you would never. I, You're not a big gum guy, anyways. I like gum, but uh, uh, once. So I I was a big Hubba Bubba fan and Bubblicious and stuff. And did I, you like that stale gum that comes with the baseball cards? I even <laughs> even liked that back in the day. No, I loved gum, and then I smashed my teeth, and I had oh, that, yeah. I so I didn't chew gum for the longest because I had that plastic thing in my mouth, and uh, it like ruined my gum. Like I like I like gum, but I never think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if someone's like, you want some gum, like, I I'll, I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. I'm the now. same way. It's like, yeah. but then, like, every time we go flying on an airplane, I always think, oh, I should get some gum so I could not pop I my was... ears. And I literally get the gum, leave it in my bag, it melts. And then I find it, like, two two to five months later, melted in my freaking laptop bag. I was going to get gum when we were at the airport coming down here, but fucking with the mask now, it's like, I don't want to yeah. get... The gum stuck the to mask. the mask, and it's a whole disgusting thing. So I also, yeah, I didn't get it. I also flew to Kentucky once with a whole thing of, of gum and uh, stayed at Johanna's house, and Sasha made it. I had a whole pack of gum. She dug into my coat, ate the whole thing of gum, oh and I was at home God. just at Joe's house by myself with Sasha, and Joe's at work. I called Joe, and I'm like, Joe, Sasha, I think, just ate all my gum. And literally, Joe was like, um, "No, it's fine. She eats shit like that all the time." And that Nothing was that happened? was eight years. Ago. That was probably six years ago. So I'm pretty okay. sure she's okay. All right, good. Thank God. <laughs> Sasha the dog. Sasha the dog. She's Impeccable a, dog. She's a great dog. <laughs> um, no, I I I can't stand licorice Twizzlers. Oh, yeah. so disgusting. Actually, every once in a while, I kind of enjoy Twizzlers. I don't know. Nah, it's I hate, like I hate this. not really top of top of mind, but I'll, I'll eat it. I hate that gooey crap. I hate that gooey crap. With your steroids and your <laughs> your vein popping out. <laughs> every it's time that sweaty. comes near you, you're a vein pops it's out. All sweaty. Uh, do you want to just get to the categories? Because we have a lot of side characters we can go we through. We got to cover a lot of that. Yeah. So uh, let's do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do up, down, even, Steven. Down, way down is Jerry. Uh, I would say. Yeah. I would say way down is George, because he gets that <laughs> he atomic gets that atomic wedgie. He gets the atomic wedgie in public. Oh, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kramer's up. Kramer's got the girl. Oh yeah. The Kavorka's working full time. Uh, yeah. Elaine is down. Yeah. Yeah, I, would say I don't that. see it any other way. Yeah, Elaine would be. Yeah, Lane thinks she's losing her job, so yeah, yeah. she's definitely she, down. Both things that she tried to work with Mr. Lipman on didn't work out. Is that the same? Is is Miss? Did I no, miss something? I gonna, or is Lipman? Yeah, different? that was going to be part of the nitpick. Okay, okay. Well, but I was going to say the the Lipman here is a different Lipman. They changed out the character. Yeah, because it's one Mr. of the few Lipman... characters on the show. It's yeah, Lipman's the guy that ends up buying Kramer's coffee table book. Yeah, and he he fires George. or that whole thing with the. Uh, you know, the Asian Indian blind. statue and all that stuff. And he, he hires and fires George for sleeping yes. with the, how, the housekeeper. <laughs> with the, yeah, yeah. 
At different actor, same character. Yeah, I, yeah. okay. All but right, this, all right. yeah, this, this, uh, this limit sucks. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Okay. I hate it. Do you want to just talk about? Yeah, it? let's just talk about all him right. real quick and how much he sucks. Like, his, he has like two lines. He's just like, it's uh, what what does he say? Like, uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I just hate it the way he says it. And then this water's too cold. Like, fuck you. He so all right. Let's put it like this. If in fact he doesn't like Elaine. And he's gonna fire. Mm-hmm. Why is he such an asshole? Like yeah. you don't have to be like that. Yeah. And if he's not firing her, why is he an asshole? He's just a fucking dick. He's very like uh like stand like dismissive towards yeah. everybody. Even the secretary. Yeah, he's like, an asshole. The, like the whole speaking of the secretary, what do you think about her? I like her eyes, but she's weird. She's like she's got the, nice eyes. The way she says, like oh, uh, yeah. Her lines are just weird. She's, she's like, talk, I, reminds, I don't know. Like she's like Tina's, like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard kind of voice. <laughs> Got nice eyes though. She's pretty. Not uh, like she's not pretty. The eyes are pretty. We'll jump back to observations. We have uh, Kramer. We both actually. It's funny that you said that when you were recapping. Like the first thing I saw thought when I saw Kramer in this episode was, wow, the Kavorka. It's the yeah. first time we see the Kavorka kind of working. Yeah. His pickup line is, I kind of dig it. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you know, like, awesome. how do you get a library card around it? I just thought how it was such get... a cool pickup line. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then his line about, uh, that's like an ice cream man named Cone. Also, yeah. was awesome uh, he was line. hitting, hitting homers. Yeah, in this he one. was awesome in this episode. Nitpick, are there such things as uh, library cops? Do you think that's a real position? <laughs> No, God, no, no way. You can picture like a, a cop, like your book is overdue by three weeks. No, there's got it. There's no way. Yeah, it's it's. He's going out on cases. Yeah, he's going out on cases. <laughs> Investigating. Like the library doesn't make any money. So, like, years. how much is he getting? Is he doing it for free? He's probably. I mean, would Bookman do it for free though? He he loves that. He, it's a very it's a passion. I saw project you one night. I saw you one night on TV. Jerry Jerry Seinfeld name checked out. Like, <laughs> he's doing. He's investigating. He's working that job twenty four seven. Yeah, showing up at Jerry's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I I love. I yeah. Let's let's. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that that is a real. Well, a thing. couple. Let's shoot through the observations, and then we'll talk about characters. So another observation would be we have the first glimpse of Elaine's uh, office. That's. You know, the first yeah. time that happened. Yep. Uh, actually, her observation about the um, not getting lunch thing, it was kind of like, so it kind of makes sense. Oh, my God. You gosh. feel like you're kind of out of the loop. Like, what's going on? It's like, one somebody thing. That's worked in it's office. one thing if you've never, like, like, once you get lunch with somebody. Yeah. And you've established that you're part of that getting the lunch thing. Like, somewhat consistently. And then all of a sudden, you're not in it. That's trouble. Oh, yeah. There's something going on. Yeah, they send out these, like, HR, where I work, it's, you know, the group message, like, who wants sushi? Yeah. And I always say no, but they always include me, so I feel like I'm part of the team, I guess. Um, Another observation is George kind of gives you a breakdown of how old he is. So he talks about Costanza, 71. Like, he graduated in 1971. Which this episode is filmed in 1991, so that would make him about 37, 38 years old. Yeah. When same, this happened. Same yeah, which seems about which checks out actually. Um, that's all I really. Have. So by the end, Jerry's what pushing 50 and still single. Yeah. 
right? Though? Yeah, I think they kind of they freeze their age between like thirty five and thirty eight. I think yeah, the entire know, yeah the entire catalog is like they're probably in their mid thirties. The entire yeah yeah. The whole another observation I picked up on is when Bookman's doing his thing and do blame Jerry. He is trying not to laugh so hard the entire time. He has this grin on his we're face. We're going like, back trying to, not the, to break. We're going back to Tor Ekman again. How did? How do you do yeah. these scenes? Oh my god! Right though, yeah. how do you do? How many times did it take him take them to do that? That's yeah. He's like literally just. He's just. Every single line Bookman says, I laugh at, and it's like Jerry's looking at him, you and, he's and your like, good time friends, and like <laughs> peepees and wee wees, and the cat is yeah. like, what the hell? And like, the five Chinese brothers. Even if that, even if that was written down, him saying that the way he says it, like, is so good. Maybe it's too Maybe late for bust. you or me, but yeah, that little boy, like, <laughs> what do you got to do so he doesn't get his mind warped? <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> So we have a bunch of side characters on this episode, which um, we talk about Bookman. I mean, do you want to talk more about him? I I think he's in the catalog of Seinfeld. I honestly think outside of, you know, the parents and Leo and all he's up there with. He's literally he's got to be top three. He's he's to me he's like Alton Bennis. Like he's got the one episode. Yeah, he's fucking golden in it. And if he was in another one, it probably wouldn't be as good. It's the fact that you get so yeah, it's so, so good. That episode, yeah. And it's only that one time you want more, but you you're, you don't get it. Yeah. So it like lives in infamy. Oh yeah, he's you know? so he's, he's up, so perfect. He's Alton. He's as much as I want Alton Bennis in other episodes. Same with Bookman. It's like just having the one is great. Yep. Yeah. What do you think of Heyman? He's funny as hell. Like, <laughs> he's an, he's a fucking psychotic lunatic but we talked about it before like the the in the in the the note yeah with the what gym teacher brought up the it reacts on contact like that's that was probably the first class in hygiene yeah he's like hygiene class 101 all right boys Pull out your penises. Let's touch them and see if you're gay. Like, <laughs> like would, that, would you a... put that past this guy? No way. He's got the spastic Snitzer twins fucking giving George a wedgie. And what the fuck's <laughs> up with the Snitzer twins? Like, who's they're like his gang members? What? Like, the... they're following him around just giving other right, students let's, wedgies? Let's break this guy down. He's the, t- the prototypical asshole gym teacher that's, oh, like, yeah. a dick to, like, like anybody who's not like like a athlete or whatever, right? Yeah. Because like George is oh, like yeah, got yeah. the fro, the Jew fro, and the and the glasses, and with the boxers for a second. So he terrorized. He's that guy, the gym teacher. Oh, yeah. Terror. He's got the disgusting baked bean, bean teeth because yep. he probably smokes seven packs of cigarettes a day, <laughs> right? Yeah. And um. He's just an asshole. He's probably fucking rapes girls. And oh shit. yeah, that's like yeah. The, he gives it's, you it's that little, vibe. Yeah, right? yeah, he gives you the touches the females inappropriate yeah, vibe. He does it's just like it, it is the seventies, and we're it's a little. I mean, early seventies. I guess seventy one is the year this is. They're yeah. in high school, 
But even for then, this is like way out of control. He's like fucking Jerry Sandusky. Yeah. Fucking creep is fucking as twin, hell. man. Yeah. It's disgusting. And oh. it's like it's it's all it's kismet that he's fucking in a a bum later. Oh, it's perfect. You know, it's yeah. just perfect. Even though he gets George with the wedgie, which I feel you know, you feel for George there. Yeah. Um what do you think what do you think of Sharon Besser? Or Becker or whatever the hell. She's is. fucking hot in high school. <laughs> or at least according to Jerry's memory. Okay, Heyman. <laughs> but no, <laughs> no, right? If she's above 18, she's hot. If not, she's she's young. No, but the, it, with the orange <laughs> no, dress. No, I got you. The orange dress. But then she show. oh, she's uh, she's every New York. Long Island. Long yeah. Island, and she's just a nightmare. I couldn't, I don't know. I would have to burn out of a lunch with uh, with Tina, but uh, quickly after that, a lunch with her, I'd have to get out of there too. Do you Annoying. know what though? She solves the Dentine, Jerry. You yeah. Know, remember? <laughs> <laughs> she, she does, does solve jog. It. She does jog Jerry's memory. Yeah, though, no, allows she does, him to, to get to the bottom. She's of it. the uh, yeah. She kicked it. She uh, jogged it. What uh, do you think of Marion? Oh, Mary and the Librarian. That, that was the. I like her. Yeah, I, I like think her, her short hair. She's cute. Yep. Um, she does. It's the perfect casting, I think, for a librarian too. Oh yeah. Like yeah. she's like you know, like Bookman says, like the old librarians used to be, you know, unattractive and this and that. And then she's kind of like got that next level vibe. Like she's librarian ish enough, if that's a word, which it probably isn't. And then you know she's attractive, so it works perfectly. And mm. Like uh, like Kramer said, a spinster, a virgin. She needs the shot of Kramer, <laughs> or whatever. It just it's perfect. Yeah, I I like her. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, Kramer's a player, man. Oh yeah, Kramer. He's got that Kavorka going on yeah. hardcore here, which Jer- I like. Jerry, I'm glad he broke Jerry up with and Kramer the should go out together and pick up girls, not oh, George. Yeah. Oh yeah. George is killing him. Yeah, yeah, he's killing the vibe. Uh, <laughs> he was a good wingman though. Yeah, that's true. All right. So let's move on to uh, best liner scene from the episode. So many. Uh, I like Kramer walking into the library, just destroying everything about it, like <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole the whole Dewey Decimal System. How it was a scam. I like that. I like his um, picking up the librarian. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Bookman, pretty much every line he says. Yep. Um, the flashback. The awesome. flashback's funny as hell. Yeah. Especially when it's like, ah, ah. Yeah, the, the triple, yeah, the triple is so perfect. I think that's like my favorite scene, the triple wedgie yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, for me, the favorite line, I think, is, uh, I love a couple lines. Like the, George is like, I'll tell you about it another time. He tells Kramer, like, uh, the story they're talking about oh, yeah, the yeah. Heyman thing, tonight? and he's like, "I'll tell you about it at another time." And he's like, "Tonight." Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's like the perfect thing to say to somebody if they're like, "Oh, I'll tell you about it later or another time," and you're just like, "Tonight, then?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you really tell me about it? Um, but just to me, every line Bookman has it wins the line favorite line. Oh, I, I can't God. pick a particular one. Probably the Cat in the Hat and uh, and Five Chinese Brothers, yeah. Peepees and Weewees. I just love that. Burning and coffee seven, and uh, everything about it is just funny. Seventy-one, my first, my first year. <laughs> burning books. You and... could do. I don't care about a, a way a man dresses, but if you come into the New York Public Library, put a, put some shoes on. Yeah. 
just like <laughs> sneaks it in there too. It's just like he's you don't awesome. know what he's gonna say. It's yeah. just perfect. Yeah. So which character won the episode? Have we gone five yet? Am I able to? <laughs> you want to give it to Kramer? Because honestly, I think, part of it. I, I think Bookman wins. Yeah. That all right. I well. I'll I'll say Bookman because have we gone five yet? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You want to make sure you got to give no, but Bookman. I mean, we keep on giving it to side characters, but honestly, Bookman carries. This no, episode. last we gave it to Kramer, uh, Jerry. So yeah, but I mean, in other episodes, but this to, yeah. to me, this is the ultimate oh, yeah. side character win. I mean, Bookman is he Bookman does his is job. Shit. You take him out of this episode, it's a solid episode. You put him in this episode, it's like. It's a, it's a good it's an one. eight or a yeah. nine on the scale. It's really so good. And Every gets, one of his line, and he gets the money. He gets at the his end. job done. He, yep. he gets, collects exactly. That's so why that he's was, been doing it for fucking twenty something yep. years. And and uh, Marion, the librarian, respects him too. Yeah, she's afraid of him. Yeah. So I think he wins the episode. And so which of these two episodes wins the face off? Well, libra- the library. Yeah, definitely the library. Do you think either one of these knocks off Chinese restaurants? Nah. No, nah, I don't think so. I think library is awesome episode, like I said, but um, yeah, I think li- I think Chinese restaurant. I don't know how we're gonna. Knock I don't it know. Off. It's gonna At be some point little, It's no, gonna it's lose, gonna, but like Jesus, it's gonna it's it's gonna get knocked off. There's no way it goes all the way. I'll just we'll just put it like this. There's no way it's going all the way to the end because I know for yeah. a fact I'm gonna knock it off. Well, I know because exactly I have, which episode knocks it off for you. At least one. Um, I have a couple that I really love, and there might be. It depends on my mood that day. I yeah. might knock it off with one of my fringe top, yeah, top fives or whatever. Yeah, but Chinese restaurants. It's even our best podcast so far. I'd say. Like, yeah, that's say how that. good it is. Yeah. Like. It's such a good ep- Seinfeld episode, and then I think it gives us our best. Yeah, our, um, the clips we had and all that stuff yeah. we talk about during that episode, I enjoyed the best too. Yeah, yeah. All right. With that, we'll end Sign Bros. Tune in next time and find out how big an industry adult diapers are, and find out how long George has been lying about his IQ. See ya. <laughs>